But I say, walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh for the desires of the flesh are against the spirit and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh for they are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Did anybody get a little uncomfortable when I was reading through all those sins? <laughs> like, whoa! Uh, sorcery? Don't hear about that much. Guess what? I've heard straight from a legislator's mouth. This was a week and a half ago. They, uh, I think it was uh, one of the representatives was sitting in a camera. It was a representative center in, in one of their one of their hearings. And one of the ladies who was there had, had a folder, and this legislator could see when, when she opened it up. She, she had tarot cards inside her folder, sitting right at the state capitol. So if you think uh, we don't have a problem with sorcery and witchcraft around here, th th think again. P people, people are going to anything but God to seek power, control, uh, hostility. It's, it's unbelievable. And, and that is what happens when we are not led by the Spirit, when we are not bearing the fruit of the Spirit. That, that's ultimately the direction that we go. To ex and some of us are thinking like, oh, man, I've never done something like that. You know, it's like, well, guess what? Those things are happening in this nation right now, um, as, vi as vile as they are. Um, that's where we're at. So that's why it's so important that we go through this today, the fruit of the spirit. Um, so uh, the, the big idea today is bear and share good fruit. So I'm going to go ahead and pray that God blesses our time, and then we'll, we'll get into the message. So recording could probably start after the prayer or right now. How are you? How are you? Yeah, he's got it. So all right, Father, we just thank you so much for this time that we can be together as a family. Thank you for the freedom that we have to do this. Uh, thank you that it's, it's a right uh, that we've been given in this nation to gather peaceably, to express our, our religion. So we just thank you for that, Lord. And Lord, we know that that's under attack. And Father, I just pray that we would have courage, that we'd have boldness, that we'd be faithful in these days. Lord, I pray you give us soft hearts today. I pray you'd give us attentive ears. I pray you'd give us open minds. Lord, help each of us to examine ourselves as we're talking about these fruits today. What, what do I need to grow in? What do I need to repent of? What do I need to let go of? How can you use me more effectively, Lord? I pray that each of us would, would grow today, that we would be bearing fruit, that we would be sharing that fruit with others. Lord, we just pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, well, once again, uh, my name is Paul Letvin, one of two pastors here at Submerged Church, and just thank you so much for being here. Uh, today, I'm starting a, a four-part series on the fruit of the Spirit. There's nine fruits, and I'm going to be talking about them in, in sets of three, but then this is kind of the introduction to, you know, what, what, is, what is this all about? How can we be bearing fruit? What, what does that mean? So this is kind of the introductory 
message. And then after that, part two, I'll, I'll be focusing on love, joy, peace. Part three will be uh, patience, kindness, goodness, and then faithfulness, gentleness, self and self-control for part four. We'll be, we'll be talking about e each of the fruits in individually. So once again, the big idea is bear and share good fruit, bear and share good fruit. Uh, the theme verse is if you're following along in your bulletin, uh, is uh, Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Um, and I know my, my wife very regularly, perhaps still is doing this, but I know for a long time she'd wake up and like, okay, Lord, help me to bear the fruits of the Spirit today, especially with my children, you know, ha have love, joy, peace, patience. Um, uh, and uh, as I've been going through this, like, yep, you need to start praying for this every day, Paul, that, that uh, the Holy Spirit is showing these fruits uh, through, through you. Uh, so important. Here's an interesting quote by Aaron M. Brewster of Evermind Ministries. He says, you cannot be saved and lack the fruit of the Spirit. It's a pretty bold statement, uh, but I, I agree. You cannot be saved and lack the fruit of the Spirit. If we, if we claim to be in Christ and following Christ, then that means the Holy Spirit is living within us. And therefore, there should be evidence of that by how we live our lives. So if someone names the name of Christ uh, and they're, they're filled with hate, they are never joyful. They're always anxious, worked up about things. Uh, are, are cruel, you know, uh, don't have self, et cetera. Uh, I would, I would really question whether or not that person is in Christ. You know, if, if, if they're not, if they're not showing any fruit, you know, if they never smile, I know, um, one of our pastors from Cottonwood talked about that, how someone came up to him like, yeah, you just don't ever smile much. And then he's like, you're right. I need to change that. And then he, he practiced like smiling in front of the mirror. You know? <laughs> and, and, and now it's, it's a rarity that, that I'll see him where, where he doesn't, where he doesn't smile. Uh, I, I know, I know Tom, Tom Short, uh, a campus preacher that's been part of our uh, church uh, family affiliation. You know, he, he's out of Ohio, but uh, one of his, uh, he's got, every day he actually has an encouraging word. It's at 7.30 our time if you, on, on, on YouTube, if you've subscribed to Tom Short. But one of the themes one morning was, he said, you know, with all this COVID pandemic stuff, he said, you know, people would just hardly interact with each other. He said, you know what, I'm gonna make a point. If I'm outside, I'm gonna smile and wave every time somebody in our neighborhood drives by. I think they're kind of in a cul-de-sac area or whatever. Uh, anyway, after, after some months go, go by, like it, that's now the culture of the neighborhood. Like everybody, everyone is smiling and waving. You know, there's other people taking initiative, you know, before he is. And, and just, you know, what, what a, how much does that cost you? It's like, and for me, you know, I get so tied up in projects, I'm working on stuff and then I can see someone driving by. I'm like, oh, no, I guess that. <laughs> even even when I'm leaving the house, like, oh, I got to go, I'm late. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so, something I can grow into. But, you know, just, just something like that, you know, how, how, how even just smiling and waving can have such a huge impact in the culture that we're living in right now, let alone showing these fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. So if, if, we're, not, if we're not showing these fruits, I think it's a really... Uh, honest thing to ask yourself, well, am I, am I really in Christ or is that person in Christ? You know, uh, there's, there's some people are familiar with the saying, once saved, always saved. 
I have a Catholic friend that hates that phrase. Uh, I've had a number of discussions with him, and he he uh, he gets really worked up about it. And and we've talked back and forth. It's like, well, I mean, you can't lose your salvation. You know, John 10, no one can snatch me out of my hand. No one can snatch you out of my father's hand, etc. cetera. Uh, th- things like that. Um, but I, I do believe, I do believe there's some people that are really good at playing the game. They can walk the walk and they can talk the talk, but they really are not in Christ. They, they, re- they really aren't. And, you know, time, time will tell, you know, and people talk about, well, you know, they maybe got saved and then they're, they're just backsliding and they'll come back to the Lord. Well, if someone's been backsliding for 18 years, I really doubt that they were ever saved to begin with. There's someone in my own family that that would apply to. 18 years, they have not claimed to be following the Lord or, or don't even claim to be a Christian Supposedly, this person prayed, prayed to receive Christ when they were young, but now there's nothing about them that there's no fruit that they're bearing. They don't, they don't claim to be following the Lord. And so either they've been backsliding for 18 years or they were never a Christian to begin with. Uh, you know, First John 2.19 says this, uh, they went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would have continued with us. But they went out that it might become plain that they all are not of us. And, and that's, that's what I would tend to believe. So if there's someone that says they're saved, says they're a Christian, and then they, they walk away or, you know, walk away from the Lord, whatever. It, the, the only thing I can think of is they, they were never saved to begin with. Because if you, if you truly are saved, if you're in Christ, he's going to be changing you. And, and there's really no other path for your life. You know, like, 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 uh, like Peter even said to you know, after Jesus said, hey, are you guys going to leave too? And, and Peter said, where, where else will we go? You know, you, you have the words of life, Jesus, you know, and, that, and that's my attitude. Like, I, there's, there's nowhere else for me, me to go. No turning back, no turning back. You know, I'm, I'm going to follow Jesus. Uh, I'll go to jail. I'll, I'll suffer for it. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to turn away from the faith. People that turn away, I mean, according to what First John 2.19 says, they, they, were, they, were never, they were never of us. I know people might have different thoughts and convictions on that, and that's not the point of the message today, but just, just some, something to really to think about. But I, I do not believe you can lose your salvation if you are truly saved. You know, if, if, if you have given your life to the Lord, not, nothing can take that away. The, the scriptures are clear on that. Romans 8, um, John 10, etc. All right, so number one, we've got a couple, couple main points here. Uh, in, in the message today. So number one, healthy trees bear good fruit. Healthy tra- trees bear good fruit. So that's that first blank there. Good. Healthy trees bear good fruit. Matthew seven seventeen through 20. So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. Pretty straightforward from our Lord Jesus Christ. Matthew 12, 33. Either make the tree good and its fruit good, or make the tree bad and its fruit bad. For the tree is known by its fruit. Matthew 12, 33. How do you know an apple tree is an apple tree? It's, it's going to bear some apples eventually. How do you know an orange tree is an orange tree? I think my, my kids got to see their first orange tree back in December. We stayed with uh, Deacon Don and his wife, Monica. They looked outside and there was oranges on the tree. And then they knew they, they'd never seen one before. 
but they, they saw the oranges on the tree. They're like, whoa, it's an orange tree. How did they know it was an orange tree? Well, it had oranges on it. Uh, it, se- it seems so simple and common, but my, my goodness, you know, uh, that's, that, that's the correlation that, you know, we're trying to make here is that, you know, if, if, so, if someone's a Christian, you, you will be able to see that they are a Christian, you know, by, by the fruit that they bear. If somebody's not a Christian, you'll be able to see that too. You know, they're, they're bearing bad fruit. There's, there's vileness and filthiness coming out of their mouths. They talk about vile, filthy things. They do vile, filthy things. Uh, you know, and, and that's, that's how you can tell, well, that person probably doesn't know Jesus yet. Um, each tree makes itself known by its fruit. And of course, we make mistakes, uh, but, but, we, but we, should, we should be growing. You know, we, we, we should be growing. You know, I, I, I still struggle with speaking harshly to my kids, uh, being impatient, getting frustrated when my schedule gets interrupted and I've got to stop and repent of that. Yep, I'm sorry, Josiah, I spoke harshly to you. Please forgive me. Uh, and, and, and I'm working on that. But I, but I, I, make, I make corrections. I, I, I make sure that I, I fix those mistakes and, and demonstrate humility uh, before, my, before my children so that they can do that with each other. And then it becomes really convicting when you start hearing your own children speak how you speak. <laughs> and, and I know right away, I was like, yep, he's talking like that because he's heard me talk like that. And then I've had to pull him aside, Josiah, you know what? You're speaking really harshly right now. And I know you've heard me speak like that. Well, let's, let's help each other out, you know, to, to speak more gently to our siblings. And, uh, and that, that's, that's, that's probably just the, mo- the most humbling thing, I think, uh, that I've been through as a father and a Christian is, is seeing my failures being absorbed by my own children. Uh, but I'm not a quitter <laughs> and, it, and it makes me motivated to, to help, to help make those corrections and, and keep trusting God to, to keep changing me, to keep refining me. And we're all, we're all in that, that process. Philippians, Philippians one, six, uh, and God is faithful, uh, uh, had a, brain space here. Um, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it unto completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Philippians 1.6. That's a good one. So question, am I bearing good fruit or bad fruit? Good question for each of us to ask. Maybe a little bit of both. Hopefully if you're in Christ, it's a lot more good fruit than bad fruit. And, th- and this is not a good works outweighing bad works to get your salvation. That's not what this is. When we, we are... We aren't saved by good works. We are saved to do good works. So, so when, when you're in Christ, it, we, we, sh- we should be having m- more good works than, than bad works. Number two, those who bear fruit hold fast to the word of God. So that fill in his word. Those who bear fruit hold fast to the word of God. Luke 8, 14 through 15. And as for what fell among the thorns, they are those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are choked by the cares and riches and pleasures of life, and their fruit does not mature. As for that in the good soil, they are those who, hearing the word, hold it fast in an honest and good heart and bear fruit with patience. And bear fruit with patience. So here's a question for this one. Am I hanging on to life's pleasures? Or God's promises. What are, what are we hanging on to? And uh, I tell you what, uh, this this book <laughs> has uh, changed my life in the most dramatic way. 
You know, Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing uh, soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. You know, this is a sword. It's like, do, do, we, do we cling to God's word? Have you guys seen those videos where these countries that have never had their own Bible and then a plane comes in and it's got, it's got the Bible in their own word. It's the first time and they, they have the Bible and they're just weeping because they have God's word. Do you know how many Christians are in prison right now that would give anything just for like one page of the Bible? And yet we have multiple copies. We've got it on our phone. You know, are, are you reading it? And, and once again, that's another thing. You know, I, I've been doing the, the Stand on the Word daily. It's a two-year Bible reading program, which I really like. It gives me more time to really chew on and meditate the Word. So that's, that's produced by FRC. You just go to frc.com. Sorry, frc.org slash Bible. It's got the daily reading there. S- Sundays, Sundays they give you off, and it's a chance to reflect on the readings that you did the previous week. So I've been kind of doing that in line with the Jeremiah study. And man, it's just been refreshing. I mean, you can ask my wife, like, I, I've been dedicated. It's like, man, you know, I'm not going to bed until I make sure I get this, get this reading in and I feed my soul. Um, I, I haven't felt so, you know, and I've, re- I've read through the Bible a number of times and then I've gone through phases where I'll just, you know, listen to it while I'm working out, whatever. And, but uh, I, I've just got a renewed vigor. Like, man, we need to stand on the word. We need to know the word. We need to know the truth. Because guess who knows this Bible really, really well? Sa- Satan does. Amen, sister. Thank you. Satan knows this Bible really well. So well that he thought he could deceive the son of God when he tempted him. Throw yourself down. The angels will catch you. That devil is so sly and so slick. He thought up a lie and he thought it up quick. Well, <laughs> that's from How the Grinch Stole Christmas, sorry. Uh, was that? <laughs> it, it, it's, it's from How the Grinch Stole Christmas. <laughs> he, He's so sly and so slick, he thought up a lie and he thought it up quick. Why, my sweet little tots, the, the fake Santa Claus. <laughs> There's a light on this tree that won't light on one side. Anyway, but that, that's Satan. He, he lies. That's his native language. And he knows God's truth really well so that he can lie about it and twist it. Just like legislators on the House floor from Michigan. I won't say her name, but... <laughs> But she's a female <laughs> legislator, well, not that that matters, but she's a, she's a female legislator from, from Michigan, and she uses God's word to pr- promote her liberal agenda. And that's what Satan does. So we, we've, got, we've got to know God's word. We, we have to stand on it. We've got to cling to it. Hold, hold fast is, an, um, is another way uh, of, 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 saying, of saying that, or, 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 or Sorry, other than hold it fast, another way is to, to say cling, cling to it. We, we need to memorize God's scripture. You know, how, many, how many verses have you memorized? Uh, you know, we, we put, we put uh, verses to song. So, for example, the theme, verse of, the theme verse for today. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Bam. You know, and we, 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 make, we make up songs for... For verses, so we can remember it. Music makes you remember. If I ask you, what's, what's the sixth letter of the alphabet? A, B, C, D. You, you start singing in your head, right? You, you know, to, uh, you know m- music, music makes you remember. Music teacher coming out of me. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, ma- make up songs. M- memorize his word. Know it. Because the day that you're sitting in prison, 
because you stood up for God's truth and you don't have a Bible with you, all that you're going to have is going to be right here and right here. And that's it. Even Richard Wormbrandt, you know, was in prison for 13 years. He, he said he, he, he forgot a, a lot of the Bible, but there were certain truths that he'd have to sell, tell himself every day. You know, God is real. Jesus died on the cross. You know, just these basic truths that he'd make sure. But yeah, like when he, when he got out of prison, it talks about it. He's reading through the Old Testament and like, it took a lot to really jog his memory and like, oh yeah, this, this is what this book says. You know, I mean, you, you're away from God's word for that long. You forget about it. So what well, we need, we need to know it now. Uh, number three, whoever abides in Jesus and he in them bears much fruit. Whoever abides in Jesus and he in them bears much fruit. So that blank is Jesus for number three, John 15, one through eight. I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me, and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. By this my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. John 15, 1 through 8. The question for us, are, are we abiding in Jesus, or are we withering away? Am I, am I abiding in Jesus or am I withering away? Um, pruning hurts. It hurts. God, God puts us through situations uh, that, that don't feel good, but uh, it's, it's, for, it's for our own good. And then, and then we end up bearing more fruit as a result of that. I'm starting to see that with my hydroponic garden I've got at home, you know, and I'm growing cherry tomatoes and jalapenos and you've got to, You've got to prune it down so that the, so the energy can go to, to the fruits and, it, and then it can bear fruit. And, and God does the, that with us. He, he takes away uh, the parts of us that are, that are sinful, that are maybe not doing anything to help us grow. And he, he continues to refine us so that we can, so we can bear fruit. But it, it's, uh, it doesn't feel good uh, and, and, it, and it's difficult. You know, I just read this um, quote by Matthew Henry. Um, and this is what he says. So that this is a, an English preacher, theologian. If you're not familiar with Matthew Henry, he wrote, while we are in this world, we must expect troubles and difficulties. Our life is a race, a warfare. We are in danger of being run down. This is exactly what Jesus told us to be prepared for. John 16, says, these things I have spoken to you that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. You are going to face difficulty if you, leave, if you live for Jesus Christ. That's a little excerpt from, from Jeremiah, Courage in a Cancel Culture. Uh, but we shouldn't be surprised when we face trials, when we face difficulties. And God is using that to prune us, to refine us, to make us stronger. And one thing that we should know too, and uh, uh, Matthew Henry talks about this a little bit later in the, in the devotional, how whatever, whatever trial you're going through now, know that there's a greater one coming. God, God prepares us. He prepares us. He's not going to give us a big, huge trial that's going to wipe us out right away. He slowly makes us stronger 
and stronger, able to deal with more. And, and when, I, when I think of that, uh, you know, in the things that I've been through already and thinking, oh my goodness, what, what more difficult trial is going to be coming down my path? Uh, it's it's not, not fun to think about. But knowing that Jesus is with us and he's going to use that, he's going to train us is encouraging. And that's, and that's why we need each other so much because each of us in this room, eventually, if, if you keep following the Lord and you keep speaking truth to this uh, cancel culture that we're in, you're going to be facing some hardships that are, are going to wreck you. If, if you're not firm in the faith, if you're not tied into a good network of Christians and, and we're going to need each other and we're going to need the Lord more and more every day until he comes back. I, I, I really believe that. So, Abide in Jesus. Be still before him. Spend time with him. Read his word. All, all these things. So here's test time. Test time. 2 Corinthians 13, 5. Examine yourselves to see whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Or do you not realize this about yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you fail to meet the test. You've maybe heard preachers or people say, oh, ne- never question your salvation. Never doubt it. I, I do agree with that. If, if, you're, if you're in Christ, you should be able to know, yes, I'm saved. I'm a Christian. First uh, John 5, 13. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life. You know, I believe God wants us to know that. But then, you know, when we look at this verse, okay, maybe it's time for a good healthy examination for some people in this room. Maybe it's a good time to step back and be like, man, Am I really a Christian? Was there, was there a time when I intentionally surrendered my life to Jesus and said, you're God, I'm not, you're the boss, you're the king, I'm the servant, I want you to be the one who's calling the shots in my life. And, and re- repenting of any, whatever kind of uh, sin you're struggling with, repenting of it, thanking Jesus for forgiving that sin by dying on the cross and choosing to follow him. You know, if, if you can't remember a time in your life where you did that, or even kind of going through a phase in your life um, where, where you surrendered to Jesus, man alive, t- today's the day of salvation. Today's the day to give your heart to the Lord. Uh, and far, far be it from me that I would have to stand before God someday <laughs> and God says, hey, you know, this person that went to your church, they came three times and they never heard you talk about having a relationship with Jesus and now they're in hell for the rest of eternity. You think I want that weighing, weighing on my soul? Absolutely not. I mean, so, so I'm giving people in this room a chance to, to give your life to, to Jesus. I, and once again, I can look out and believe and assume that everyone's saved here and knows the Lord. I, I see fruits from, from virtually everybody in this room that I, that I know. I've seen, I've seen Christ, but uh, I, I, don't know, I don't know people's hearts. So uh, a good time. And, and, and if, if you are in the faith and you know that you're saved, maybe this is a good time to be like, okay, what, what are some things that I just need to repent of that I've been kind of just flirting with sin a little bit in this area or that area? And how, how can I more actively be uh, really standing firm as a, as a believer and, and following him more wholeheartedly? Uh, and, and Jesus said that, I, 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 wish, I wish you were hot or cold, but since you're lukewarm, I'm spitting you out of my mouth. God hates that. He hates lukewarm. He hates the two-faced. Oh yeah, I love Jesus, blah, blah, blah. And then, and then in your heart, it, you're far from him. Uh, the hypocrisy, G- Jesus wants everything. He wants, he wants our whole heart. Man, every time when I'm reading through the Old Testament, I see wholehearted or whole hearts, I underline it. And my goodness, I, I've got a lot of those underlined in my Bible. The whole heart. Don't be like the foolish farmer. 
The Foolish Farmer. Well, Lloyd, it's springtime. Better go out and uh, plant your field there. Oh, that's okay. I'm just going to trust that God's going to plant the seeds for me. I'm just going to sit here on, on the deck and let God plant my field for me. Okay. Hey, Lloyd, uh, looks like there's some weeds in your field there. You better go out and pick those weeds. Uh, you know, I've got a great faith in God. I'm going to trust that God's going to go just take care of those weeds for me. No, no big deal. All right, Lloyd. Sorry if anyone knows a Lloyd here. I'm not <laughs> Lloyd, it's harvest time. Uh, doesn't look like you got a whole lot to harvest since you didn't sow any seeds. There's a couple left over. Maybe you better go out and harvest your crops, Lloyd. No, I'm just going to sit here on the deck. God's, God's going to take care of this for me. You guys see where I'm getting at? Okay, uh, how foolish it is just to think that God's going to just, oh, God will take care of that. Yes, he watches over us. Yes, he provides for us. He's a shield around us. But uh, he, he gave us gifts, talents, abilities, uh, property, uh, material for, for a reason. And he wants us to do something with it. Don't, don't be like that foolish farmer. We, uh, we need to take action. Um, if we want to see our lives in Christ grow and bear fruit, we need to sow and plant some seeds. E even myself, I was thinking earlier this week, it's like, man, when was the last time I sat down and prayed with somebody to receive Christ? It's, it's, been, it's been a while. You know, I, I, I've had the honor and privilege of doing that numerous times in my past, uh, even as uh, a young man and, and sharing the gospel faithfully. But man, when was the last? I, I, there are people I'm currently praying for right now, uh, at least a weekly basis, if not daily, to, to come to know Jesus. But I uh, just encourage you guys. I've, I know I've got this in the email. I've, I've got my own testimony track. I, I, I give this out usually at least once a week. Even this last Wednesday at Politics and a Plate, somebody wanted my business card. I go, here you go. Here's my story, how I became a Christian, and all my contact info is on the back. One time I did that to somebody, and they're like, ooh, that's sneaky. <laughs> you know, hey, can I get your business card? Yeah, here, here you go. And there's my story, how I became a Christian. You know, And, and if anybody's interested in, in doing this, I'd be happy to make, make one for you. It's, it's really not too difficult. I just need about you know, four to 500 words of your testimony. You have some verses in there. I've got our submerged logo on the back. This is why people really like it. It's got my beautiful wife on there. <laughs> Everybody's like, wow, you married up. Like, yeah, I sure did. <laughs> I've heard that more than once. I better stop before I get in trouble. Anyway, um, I've got my, my, my na name, and, name and number, uh, email are on the back. But, uh, you know, so this is the way you can do it. We, we've also got uh, gospel cards back there um, with, with a couple verses on it. You could leave that in your hotel or, you know, yeah, your hotel room or uh, re restaurant check or whatever. You don't even have to talk to anybody if you don't want to. Go going through the grocery store line and like, hey, here's you know, here's some gospel verses. But we got to be planting seeds, Christians, uh, or we're not going to see any fruit. Uh, God God asks us to do that. And if you never see any fruit, that's okay. Just be faithful with what God's called you to do. You know, get get the truth out there. Share share the gospel. I mean, hope hopefully eventually. You'll, you'll see some fruit uh, for, for, being, for being faithful. Anyway, but the point is we, we, we must take action. You know, even in this passage today, you know, it says walk by the spirit and step with the spirit. Those are action things. You got to walk. You got to stand up. You got to step. But I say walk by the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. If we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. And, and as we do this, uh, it's just going to become so much more natural to want to share the gospel with somebody. I mean, when, when, you're, when you're so in love with the Lord and abiding in him, it's, it's naturally going to come out of your mouth. People talk about what they love. You got a favorite football team and you love them. 
That's what that person's going to talk about. You love to go fishing? That's what you're going to talk about. You love to go hunting? That's what you're going to talk about. You love this uh, YouTube video that you saw? That's what you're going to talk about. You know, people talk about what they love. And if you love Jesus more than anything, he'll be coming out of your mouth, just, just naturally. So what does, oh, sorry, and I, uh, another verse on that about, sorry, about taking action. Da- Daniel eleven thirty two, 32. And those who know their God uh, will stand firm and take action. R- really great verse. I love that one. Uh, Daniel eleven thirty two, 32. Uh, and then, of course, Exodus 14, 14. And 15, you know, in 14, 14, it says, be silent and still, the Lord will fight for you. The very next verse, God says, go forward. So, so yes, there, there's a balance. We need, to, we need to be patient. We need to wait on the Lord. We need to be still before him. But then we're also called to, to action. All right. So what, is, what does a tree need to, to bear fruit? We'll, we'll zip through these quickly. Number one, sunshine. A tree, needs, a tree needs sunshine to bear good fruit. Ephesians 5, 7 through 11 uh, therefore, do not become partners with them, for at one time you were darkness, by now, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. We're called to expose the darkness by walking in the light. First John 1, 5 through 7. This is the message we have heard from him and proclaim to you that God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Exposing sin, accountability. Uh, We we need to have that light. And we, we have to have that light in us to be bearing fruit just like a plant or tree would. Number two, soil. It's got to be soiled. Therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus, the Lord, so walk, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him. There's got to be something for those roots to grow into. And established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. Colossians 2, 6 through 7. And then Psalm 18, 2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my deliverer, my, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. Jesus is that rock. He's the one that we want to let our, our uh, roots grow deeply into and be rooted in him. And then lastly, number three, sustenance. The plant, plant needs so sunshine, soil, and sustenance. Those are the three things uh, a, a tree needs. So part of, part of that sustenance is, is, is air or breath, you know, uh, C, CO2. Uh, we, live in a, <laughs> we live in a culture that just wants to get rid of carbon. Uh, surprise, surprise, you need carbon if there's going to be life and having plants grow and uh, we're made of carbon, and uh, so there, there's a lie we're hearing all the time. Uh, anyway, carbon, carbon dioxide is a good thing, contrary to popular belief. Uh, th- then the Lord God formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living creature. Uh, and then next, John 4, 10, 13 through 14, Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Jesus said to her, everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again, but whoever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Jesus is that living water uh, that we need. We need to breathe in God. We need to drink in Jesus. 
Uh, don't forget to share your fruit. What happens to fruit that just sits around and never gets shared or eaten? Anybody want to cut this lime up and put it in your water? It's, it's really hard. It's, it's getting close to turning black. This used to be a nice green luscious lime. And then it was sitting in our fridge for too long. Never got shared with anybody. Haley, De, Haley DeMarco says this, I, I tend to make my joy a private experience and hoard all the fruit for myself, forgetting that the tree doesn't eat its own fruit, but presents it to others. So as you are bearing fruits as a Christian, share that fruit with other people. Fruit, fruit's meant to be shared. Um, th- th- those who grow their own gardens. I mean, I, I, I don't know anybody that grows their own garden that doesn't eventually end up sharing some of that produce with others, right? Like, hey, we got tons of cucumbers here. It has some, you know, because what's going to happen if you don't share it? It's just going to go to waste, right? And, and, so we need to do the same thing in, in, in our spiritual lives. We need to share that fruit that God's bearing uh, in our lives, you know, for, for, his, for his glory. Look, look at what Jesus is doing through me, not, not what I'm doing. I can't do anything good outside of Jesus. I'm a cotton-headed ninny muggins or whatever, you know, like <laughs> it's, it's Jesus working through me that's doing these great things. So, uh, once again, the big idea, bear and share good fruit. Father, we just thank you for this time we could be together. Oh, Lord, I pray that uh, each of us here would be examining ourselves today. Uh, what, what, do I, what do we need to grow in? Uh, what, what needs to change in my life so that I can truly be bearing good fruit and sharing good fruit? Or maybe there's some people here that they, they know they haven't given their life to you. They know that they haven't asked for that free gift of salvation. And I, I, just, I just pray that they do that today, Lord that they truly submit themselves to you and follow you wholeheartedly. Lord, for those of us who are in Christ, uh, just use us, Lord. Uh, give us patience uh, with ourselves, one of the fruits of the Spirit, uh, as you show patience towards us. And we just continue to be faithful uh, in growing. When we make a mistake, help us to just uh, acknowledge it, repent of it, get right back up, and just keep pursuing you. Lord, uh, I pray that we would cling to your word. Uh, in these days. We just know it. Jesus, help us to abide in you and you alone. You're the source of our strength, Lord. Uh, So just help us to take all these things to heart. And Jesus, we thank you for what you did for us on the cross. We thank you for shedding your blood, for paying the price that we could never pay. We, We remember you today and thank you by partaking in the supper that you commanded us to do. Uh, Thank you for this special time in Jesus name. Amen.